Seattle is the second most expensive city in the country when it comes to child care, costing families an average of $450 a week. And that's forcing some families to make some workplace adjustments. KUOW's Monica Nicholsberg has the story. Rob Butler is getting his kids ready for school. Time to show up, kids. Gotta go to the bus. On the way, let's Butler typically handles the morning routine with his three kids, whose ages range from 7 to 11. His wife, Lara Allen, works night shifts as a nurse. Yeah, Rob works his schedule just completely around my schedule. I don't have a set schedule, and so he sort of has to ask before he schedules a client, like, can I work today? Can I can I work next Wednesday? Um, and so his business is really limited because of my schedule and our lives, and it's kind of just how it is right now. This childcare arrangement wasn't their first choice. Butler worked for a big company before they had kids. It's a well-paying, but six-and-a-half-day-a-week corporate aquarium maintenance job that I, that I liked a lot, and it was a good job, but it just wasn't suited to a family schedule. We'd have to hire full-time childcare, and then it cuts against that salary pretty sharp, you know? Too sharp, it turned out. With the high cost of childcare, Butler's job just didn't pencil out. So he started freelancing, and they trade off with the kids when they aren't working. That means Butler works fewer hours, and Alan sleeps less. This isn't unusual. Childcare is becoming more expensive and harder to get into, forcing more families into this work-childcare relay race. Deanne Puffert is CEO of Childcare Aware of Washington. It just puts a real strain because essentially what ends up happening is despite the there being two adults in the home, you end up with the children in a way that feels very single parent. Um, so you don't get the, um, the, the support of two adults in the home being with the children, but rather you're tag teaming it. Some parents have to tag team because there just aren't daycare spots available. Monica Neal works as a therapist four days a week. Her husband often works nights as a police officer in the Tri-Cities. Neil said they're trying to get their 16-month-old into a preschool program. What I've heard is some wait list, depending on the school, will go for like three years. It's <laughs> like two years ago, I didn't know I was going to be pregnant, let alone like know that I had to sign her up for preschool already. That's wild. The pandemic made all of these challenges worse. Many childcare facilities closed and never reopened. And pandemic relief money for childcare just dried up. For Sky Henley, the difference before and after COVID is palpable. She has four kids, two teenagers and two nine-year-olds. Our experience with both of those sets of children has been really, really different. She used to have drop-in childcare at the community center down the road, but it's closed now. Henley is an interior designer and her husband works in finance. He starts work at 4 a.m. and she tries to schedule clients in the afternoon. They switch off with the kids. Henley said it was a choice between paying for her mortgage and childcare. I definitely can't pay for soccer and my mortgage and some childcare. I have to pick. So we've chosen soccer and mortgage and putting together this bizarre schedule where my husband is exhausted all the time and we barely see each other. Henley acknowledged that her family has a level of privilege that many don't. For families with fewer resources, it's nearly impossible. I spoke with parents who had to leave work entirely because they couldn't find childcare for kids with disabilities. And for single parents, there isn't a partner to trade shifts with. The childcare crisis is a problem with no easy private sector solution. 
Family advocates say the only real solution is for the government to step in to make childcare more accessible. Monica Nicholsberg, KUOW News.